Welcome to The Holistic Woman, a podcast by Dory. Here we want to talk about women's health with a holistic approach and questions you might have and don't know who to ask them to. I will try my best to answer those questions and if I don't have the answer, I will ask other professionals to answer them for you. So follow us and get ready to learn more. Okay, so we're back with a new episode. And today I have my second guest with me and I'm so excited. So hi, Flavi. Hi, Dori. So the first question I have for you is, who are you? <laughs> That's a great and very important question. I would start with, I am, I am a mom. I am a woman. Uh, I've got two children. I, I'm married. Um, and what I do for a living is, um, it's a various, you know, kind of, multifold with different tasks that I do. I'm, I'm a life coach and I'm also a business coach. I work as a healing practitioner for psychotherapy. And what I basically do is that I help people to answer that question and to just ask me, who am I? Uh, where am I? Why am I where I am? And what am I going to do about it? Be it a crisis, be it a change, be it... Um, a disease or whatever happens in your life um, to see what does it have to do with who I am in the essence and the core of my soul. Wow, that was deep. And I think you're also a power woman. So like, and a good friend. <laughs> and we always have loads of giggles together. So if you burst out laughing here, you know, it just happens sometimes. Um, so um, how long have you been doing this? I've been doing that now for around five years. Um, and time time really flies it's um, it's great to to still see that I can do that and that people are trusting me with their lives yeah that's awesome and I think just it's awesome what you do because I think everybody should have someone to talk to we all would have such easier lives if you would open up more and talk more like just almost like you talk to a friend but with a more external view like if that makes sense right so it's like friends sometimes are too much involved in our lives or try to pick sides well like if you talk to an external person it's so much more helpful because they can have different point of views and help you see things you might have not seen before yes exactly and just to to to, to give a framework of you know on our conversation it's very authenticity with you know the question who am i leads to authenticity now it, that's a word we we read a lot and we're like yeah i want to have that but basically a lot of us we we made we had so bad experience with being authentic like the true version of myself, the essence of myself. And what you said about having a friend or sometimes, you know, relatives, you, you go for for advice. People come, when they come to me in my practice, often I hear them say, I, I asked X, Y, Z, and I feel that I cannot be really free with voicing what I have on my heart. And so I, um, I think it's so important to, to honor the courage that people have to open up to a person that is not a relative or a friend. Yeah, that that's really good. And I think what you just said, when they say it's, it's hard for them to open up to relatives or friends sometimes because we don't want to lose faith or we're afraid that if we show weaknesses or issues we're dealing with that the other person thinks less of us. Unfortunately, we live in this culture where we always try to improve and be better and 
take examples from Instagram, Facebook, whatever, like advertisement, TV, like what we see. We have so many images more than any generations before us, right? Where we compare ourselves to. Even if we know this stuff is fake, but we still like sitting there and feeling not good enough or feel like we shouldn't have those troubles or yeah that's like one of those words right shouldn't <laughs> word. right it's like we shouldn't be using that word be using it, but we do exactly yeah. you you nailed it because this um, when you look at a baby right or when you think about if you can think so far um back in your life when you were a little child or you you come into this world you never see a baby saying like I'm not enough. I'm not welcome. The, the, the authentic being, being a human being authentically when you come into the planet, it's just like, I'm here. I know that people love me and I'm welcome. And so we, we have different experiences of this idea of being welcomed and love has been conditioned. And that's why we try to improve. It's like, I am welcomed and I'm loved if, yeah. if, when, then, then. And so it becomes so conditioned. We condition ourselves to uh, try to be a version that people will accept yeah and so self-improvement and this whole movement of i have to do this and this and that and x what that it's so normal to people because they have basically the the main conflict dory to me is like i either choose authenticity but then i lose attachment mm -hmm. or i choose attachment which is a relationship of whatever kind And I lose my authenticity. And this kind of conflict shouldn't be. Yeah. They're having to show it again. Normally, it's like I can be authentic and have a relationship with somebody else. I can have a relationship with myself and have a relationship with you. I can be a friend to you and a friend to myself. Yeah. And I think that that's really the tricky part. Because we like try to self-improve so much that we go away from being ourselves right like we we think we have to be someone else we can't be authentic because what we see is not that isn't authentic right mm -hmm. so it's like what we take as that's the norm or that's okay or that's not okay and then compare ourselves to that or even compare ourselves to our friends or seemingly other people that have it all together and i think like the the, the issue is that we don't open up anymore No. Like in, in the olden days when you had your village and you would go to the river and wash your clothes, right? You, They saw the worst of you. Like you were there scrubbing your, your washing, your laundry. And you would probably talk and have that support. And these days, we're so disconnected from that. We don't have that anymore. And people just see snippets because we don't share life anymore, right? And then it becomes an issue. Yes, definitely. That's a perfect example because what you mentioned this idea the scene of which is a social scene you go with your laundry and you wash it and people witness it yeah. so you cannot hide anything from your life but you don't have the intention to hide because there's no reason to hide everybody everybody knows the truth and what's so important about that scene is that you you not only have the product of having washed laundry you have the product of having connection of having community and all of that so it all has purpose And community is more important. You are part of a community. There's the, the I and the we. I am part of a community. And we are a whole together, like an organism. And it only functions well if everybody, all the little I's in the whole we, are well integrated. What we do, we live in a society where we disintegrate. And we promote that. And like, Dory's gonna, she's got her stuff together. She's got to do the, you know, individually on herself. Which is totally wrong 
and we know it. But then we have no other choice. And because if I go into the community with my dirty laundry, people don't want to see that. So it's, yeah, as you said, this, this scene is so important as a key, you know, metaphor for how we handle it right now. We, we, we don't even open up our laundry to ourselves. Yeah. It's like, I cannot show this to my husband or to my sister. And, and in therapy or in coaching, this is what I do with people very gently very gently that it can open up in the space where they feel like I am safe that that's so important to have like I know from my own experience it's just like helped especially since I had kids but I think I should have had it before should again right um I think like everybody needs someone to talk just like to open up and to also relearn that it's okay to show vulnerability to show that we have weaknesses to be more open about it to yeah just get it out and also because like if you keep it to yourself all the time all your dirty laundry right yes. <laughs> it builds up like your hamper gets full and full and full and at some point it's just gonna come out on top and then everybody sees it as well anyway if you would wash it in between it wouldn't get that full right so like, right. it's like if you would start getting out all the stuff that's stressing you or that you're dealing with or that's troubling you or it doesn't even have to be big things you know like i saw this really cool picture the other day there's like this little person and he had a ginormous backpack of stress or past trauma. And then there was a little backpack of added stress. And then there was a little backpack of pandemic, not that big. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was walking with that fine. And then there was this tiny, tiny step on the floor. And then he fell. And then someone else said, oh, I think you overreacted. Because he collected all those troubles for so long and he was fine until there was a minor inconvenience. And then he fell over that and everything crumbled. You know, and I think that that's what we do a lot. We collect so much, especially as women. And it's funny because I was just doing the hormone school like course the last like last weekend. And we talked about all the hormones and like how men are so straight lines sometimes and don't seem to be that fast about stuff. But for us females, our hormones go like in waves through the cycle. Like every cycle, every month, our hormones change. Like all the different types of hormones. They're never the same. So we react differently. And we show strengths and vulnerability different. And I think we forgot that we also have to listen to our bodies. And there's times where we can't handle as much. And there's times where we're stronger. And we try to fit into a very male-dominated like culture. Do you have any... <laughs> Import. So I'm listening. I'm like, yes, sister. Exactly. Because I mean, when you think about that scene in this village when we clean our laundry, I think we come from times where it used to work because everybody and everything had, had its place and purpose. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I'm not here to say, I'm not a sociologist, so I don't know how it was. You know, it, I'm not saying the old days were so good. <laughs> we had our issues, yeah. right? But now, as you pointed out, as women, we have a different type of biology, of thinking, and a different type of energy that is there to the, to the benefit of humanity. Yeah. And men have a different type of biology and hormones also for the benefit of humanity. So if we try to mix it up and make men to women and women to men and... You know, and I'm not talking about, you know, different gender types, especially, you know, with the LBGT, you know, community, it's all integrated, right? It's more this, we have created a social, economic, cultural structure where there's 
chaos and at the same time judgment. Mm -hmm. There is some kind of insidious way of saying, Dory, this is how a woman should be. Yeah. Should be. If you don't live this type of, you know, womanhood, we ostracize you and you are kept out of the community. So there's a lot of shame when you feel like you, you don't, you know, conform to this kind of image. So what we do, we would do anything with our reptil, you know, mammal reptilian brain to be part of the community. Because if you are not part of your community, you die. This is how it yeah. works in nature. So you will do anything to fit in. You would self-improve, you will harm yourself, you would do anything. And we women have inherited that. The image of, I cannot afford to, to fall out of this community. And men, it's a little bit easier for men because they are out, you know, outward in the wood, you know, <laughs> <laughs> going to find, you know, something in food. And their task is that more, you know, oriented outwards. And then you bring that into community. And we are supposed to hold the community. Now that if so, a lot of women are suffering now, we are kind of, this is so, you know, paradox that we are, we continue to feed a system that is toxic to whole humanity. And especially as women, if we continue, continue to not wash our laundry, to not talk and to not open up, we continue to um, impact men and women in a way that is not good. So we, we need kind of, because he said, why, why don't we know, don't, don't we open up? Because we feel like if I open up to Dory and tell her my really dirty laundry, oh my goodness, I would be the example of failure for the whole community. So I won't do that. But in a normal, healthy community, we would go like, hey, what about you? And I would see that my laundry is piling up. Yeah. And somebody would come two days you know, later and say, I didn't see you at, at the washing place. Where were you? What's going on? Now we're like, yeah, on her Instagram, she posted everything is okay, and then it's okay. And then we commit suicide, and everybody's like, oh, how could that happen? Why? How? Because this person was too afraid to open up and be herself or himself, scared to, to ruin the community or to be a failure or to be a disappointment or whatsoever, and to be a party pooper, if you will. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's like, my psychologist said the other day, he was like, we're trying so much so to self-improve that we exhaust ourselves. Because it's good to self-improve, obviously. Like, I'm a person, like, if you know me, I'm constantly studying, I'm constantly learning more, I'm constantly talking to other professionals or to friends to try to improve, to learn more, to just get better, be better, feel better for myself and my own health as well. But sometimes there are moments when you need to stop and say, it's okay, I'm okay. I'm okay in this place. Or right now I have a phase where I'm not studying, where I'm not self-improving, where just where I'm just be me. Like just be, you know, just don't like stop and appreciate what you have for the moment. Uh -huh. Instead of trying to become better and better and better and better and better. And it's so much pressure. And also like I, I realized like it's so hard for us women to talk uh, to talk to each other or to encourage each other and work together we talked about this earlier just the two of us that it seems like so hard for us women to really be supportive why do you think that is like oh why do we find it so hard to be actually like i like what you do even if it's similar to what i do i'm not like yeah i'm not jealous or it's okay sometimes to say i am jealous 
But I think the problem is also often our jealousy results from not seeing the full picture, right? Like like Instagram or whatever. We see like the other person, oh, their kids are dressed perfectly and they have all those perfect pictures. And my kids, I mean, they dress themselves, you know, what that looks like. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> Uh, it's just like how can I color color coordinate all the children while my not even one child can color coordinate themselves, you know? Mm. So why do we have this need of feeling I don't know, to be do we have to be better than the other ones or what what is it what does it make so hard for us women to be honestly supportive? I think I mean there are countries and cultures where we, we had even here in Western countries, we had, you know, matriarchal times where women had their place in the community yeah. and men also. And it was very clear and they had this eye to eye level where they could respect each other. But through history and what happened when we over amplified the patriarchal um, system, there, there was a kind of devaluation of the, the power and the, the benefit, the, um, the beauty of womanhood. And so what we have inherited through basically being even breastfed by, by mothers who had been, and grandmothers who had endured that, that our own family, our own community devaluated and de- disrespected us as women. So what we learned is this is a little cake of respect and acknowledgement and appreciation that you can have. We are millions of women. So we are all competing to have a slice of that cake. That, that's what, what we have learned. And so um, we have been so objectified that what we are as women, our identity lies in something outward. So we are codependent on our children to function, on our household and marriage to function, on having something or somebody else to define our value and our worth. So of course you try to improve all the time and you're busy hustling because you need this outward, you know, outward of your, outside of your soul and just your being, you need something to produce and to be um, exposed every day that you delivered and you performed. So your life and your identity becomes a performance, a performance race. And that's why we cannot support because if I support you, I feel like I lose my plate, my plate and my slice <laughs> of the cake. But if you are more in a culture of, like in an African culture, when we say Ubuntu, it means like, I see you in me, and I am you, I, I am in you, we are all together, right? So if you suffer, I suffer. If you benefit and you grow, I grow. Right, that's beautiful. That's the idea, and the whole universe is like that. We are all interconnected, and when we see it now in our times, 2021, we're like, okay, if something happens in China, I see it here in Chennai. <laughs> so if women stop this th- thinking of I lose, and I if I support Dory, I can... It's in fact, like in the washing place, I do your washing because you're having a stress with your little one. I benefit from it. So we have to reinstall that culture where we know I cannot afford to have one of my sisters to suffer from that. So I have to stop things that I can compete and have. I have the beautiful husband and I have to, mm-mm. I, if I have that, that's great. Then I can support more. Yeah. I think on, on the bottom of it, we have to all accept that we are individually beautiful made. Like, mm-hmm. that there's a reason why we're here, right? Like, everyone has a purpose why they're in this world. And to not just try to... My purpose is not your purpose. Like, I shouldn't try to get your purpose to be my purpose. But to be like, who am I? What can I, what can I bring into my communica- 
community and also how can I go back to having real relationships not just Korean relationships you know I think it's <laughs> true though one. it's like we have this <laughs> I, I read this the other day where or I don't know or maybe it was an Instagram post I don't know where someone was saying like we're just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling because we want that village again like we want to feel connected right but I see all those pictures which stress me even more instead of the original village was supported and they actually did so social economic studies on this washing thing again mm-hmm. they did realize that the moment they invented the washing machine which was this glorious thing women became way more depressed because they were at home with the dirty laundry by themselves they weren't with the other women anymore and that's like we have to go back yes we all have phones and the great invention and we can talk to people that are far away or they haven't seen in a while but we're not actually meeting up anymore. Like, and it's so much easier to talk about the, the dirty stuff. Because, I mean, if you come over and there's everywhere dirty laundry in my house, you see it, right? <laughs> so I can't hide it. If you come over and I'm shaking because I have a panic attack, you see it. If I have you on the phone, I say like, oh, something else happened. I just hang up, hang up or I don't even have the camera on. So you don't see what's actually going on with me. Well, if you're sitting with me in the afternoon and I'm like totally distant or totally weird or something, you'd be like, hey, what's going on? Uh-huh. And I think that's, that's why we lost so much, right? And then it's like we're competing, we're trying to hide, we're creating this toxic environment for ourselves and around us. And I think especially us as moms should really try to work against that teach our kids to be like hey you have a friend so call him you have a friend so go over it and visit him like don't just text him don't just send a five text a five word text with not not even like whole words right. you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're like hey <laughs> you know it's like really learn to have relationships again mm-hmm. and that has been you laid it off so perfectly this idea with the washing machine where they did or like when we have the same you know computer or same printer in a house or in an office where you put there and people chat people come and people we are social creatures so we need connection and we need relationship that's the whole point Mm -hmm. so whatever we do where we focus more on being separated it's harming us in our deepest nature as human beings. And every creature here, we are all interconnected. And we, we, I mean, we need the bees, we need, you know, we have the crisis we have right now because we have made separation a kind of economic structure. We benefit from separation and from people being sick and from nature being mm-hmm. sick and Mother Earth being sick. And now we realize, oh my goodness, not a good choice. And as you said, I think this energy of motherhood or mother energy, men have that too. It's just an energy, like mm-hmm. masculine energy and female energy. And of course, in a certain gender, you, you have more of that. But we have both of it. And I think it's time for women, especially for mom, to say, what kind of milk do I want to give to my children? What kind of motherhood do I want to live so that in my little community, uh, more sustainable healthy environment can be lived and healthy me- means if you have a disease it's healthy to talk about it so you so that you can you know kind of repair or grow and just um not get better in the sense of you're worse or you're not good enough more like come back into balance and yeah, i think that's, that's the good. point yeah. balance is something different because sometimes when we see self-improvement then we have this core belief of we are not good enough yeah we are good enough period when you come into this world, you're good enough. 
and then this improvement should be more like self to me self um, exploration and self expression how can i express the beauty of myself which is unique because we have all unique mm. fingerprints right which is unique even if we do the same thing we do coaching but the unique beauty and purpose that dory brings i want to um, support that because it gives me joy and it in, it gives me inspiration to go okay what's the unique purpose of lavi what do i want to bring into this world what kind of difference do i want to make to make this you know world a great place to be that sounds really good and then another thought on this is like we as professionals we both self-employed other people have a job or other people are moms like it, it's not anything more worse than the other but it's like sometimes so tricky to combine everything right to be like we feel like we have to be super human super moms super females on every level like we have to be the perfect mom we have to be the perfect um yeah career person uh, in our own jobs or working for someone else doesn't matter we have to be good perfect partners we have we want to try to give 100 on every level and then put all the self-improvement all the self-doubt and all this stuff on top and then where we go from there <laughs> you know it's like how it's not possible it's not you can't give 100 you have to um show up your kids that it's okay to have weaknesses you just like live for them to say like i'm not perfect either uh -huh. like you know like it's okay and there's a lot of pressure on us these days that weren't necessarily there in generations before us you know like in generations before us it was fine for a household to have one income it was absolutely fine these days most households have to have two people working and you have this added stress and most of the time unfortunately it's on the mom mm -hmm. it's it's not the dance and i know some people be like oh you can just change about it i had conversations like this but sometimes you can't just change it but we still have to make do with what it is without burning ourselves out right so oh. just like this is so difficult because as you said it's it's it has become a challenge because normally like i mean when i look at my parents and even further back my grandparents and great-grandparents they live in a culture where your job you didn't have a job beyond being contributing to the village right mm. they were all you know living in agriculture and they had that for their own benefit not to maximize and just sell it so one was you know you do the laundry you you take care of the children and all of that but it um it wasn't to you do it because this is part of your daily life and just also to survive and to to be and everybody was respected and even elders who would not produce or perform were even more respected because they their task was to hold this energy of um sustainability of knowledge and wisdom right yeah. so why the parents were really hustling yeah. they had the eldest who could take care of you know the young ones like come over what's going on yeah. and you're in your puberty and all of that they had the rituals and the wisdom and so everybody had their place and they knew that and they had the rituals and kind of um, daily routines where it was all protected now we had made a hierarchy of roles and their work And that's, that's the judgment behind makes it so difficult because I have in my coaching practice also men who are like, I would like to be, like to be at home more. Yeah. I suffer. 
I'm working like, you know, my ass off and I don't see my children, my partner. And they feel like this toxic masculinity, as we talk about toxic um, femininity, is like, I cannot do that because then I'm not a real man. Oh, yeah. <gasps> See, that's so, like, you can't forget that you part. You can't forget yeah. that part because there are many men who are like, oh, I'd love to be with my child and all that, but I'm suffering because I'm the one, I'm supposed to bring the money in, but I'm suffering with my emotions that I cannot, you know, open up with. And women sometimes are like, I want to go out and contribute also, and yeah. maybe we are not flexible enough. And so the total care, relationship, being a human um, connection to your soul, this has all been devalued and disrespected in our society. It's like taken for granted. And at the same time, it, you don't get help, assistance, nor money for it. So no wonder women feel like what I do is worth nothing. Yeah. So you at least try to be skinny or whatever to the least that you have something to show off because you don't bring the money in but what you're doing is you're raising kids which is the next generation or you're even if you don't have kids you've got projects and whatever that you contribute in the society and this um lack of respect and honor and at the end of the day this lack of love this is a disease that we have on yeah. both sides for men and for women and this is why we are so suffering because we feel like we don't get the love that we need, the unconditional one that leads to you want to improve because you know you're loved. You want to get better because you know there's no condition on your worth or something like that. Then you are free to do what you want to do. And we don't have that. We skip that around. We're like, first do that and maybe tomorrow you will get recognition. Yeah, that, that's a really good thought. I like that. It's like the... Yeah, if you have the basic of being loved and feeling important, right, then you improve. Like, yeah, you want to improve, but not because it stresses you or you feel that you're not good enough. Like, the the reason why you want to improve becomes totally different and then it doesn't burn you out. So how do you get there? Like, what would you be, what's a good advice to help people to change their perception? Yes, I think the first step is, let's take the laundry image. <laughs> Yeah. Take a look at your laundry. I would say, really, any yeah. kind of laundry, like in your closet, but also in your mind and in your heart. So you have to start where you are. Like, start with, how how am I right now? How am I? Mm, there's some kind of concept called in German. It's the fünf Säulen der Identität. It's like the pillars of the identity. Yeah. Like, how is it about my relationships, my social life? How is it about money and wealth, or just you know, yeah, abundance in my life? How is it about work? How is it about my values? How is it about my body? And just do an assessment. Just, you can draw it, do different pillars, or what's the most important pillar right now in your life? What do you see? And just do that. And sometimes I do that with my clients and I give that at homework. They're like, oh my goodness. Some have no pillar at all. They don't feel it at all. Some have just work, like men, just work. <laughs> Women sometimes, kids and all that stuff, but they feel like, where am I in that? It's all about the others. So when you start with that, first of all, look at your laundry. Then when you do that, do that with curiosity. Don't, don't harm yourself and like, oh, this is so bad stuff. Try to fight somebody. Maybe it's a friend, but maybe also a coach where you can go to and just say, okay, this is my status quo. And then try to look at the point of, hey, what is good in that picture too? What's mm -hmm. interesting? Not all, you know, because we have such a look of oh, deficit. Oh, always yeah. deficit, deficit, yeah. deficit. But there is a lot of 
to you about you about your personality so sometimes i give clients at homework like ask friends or even neighbors or people you really trust and feel like you can respect what kind of strengths and you know different sides about my personality do you see in me hey and some you know they burst out in tears they get letters and messages like things that they don't see so it trains yourself to see at your status quo to receive love and appreciation and to start on a different level than you know this i am bad i'm flawed and whatever that's a, that's a good starting point yeah that that's pretty good advice you know start start and i was just thinking when you said that also look at your own laundry not your neighbors <laughs> that's oh sorry 100 keep keep like yours your basket this is just yours but that that's the thing like Especially don't compare yeah. don't compare you cannot compare the laundry you can compare sometimes not in compare you can share Yeah, how you handle your laundry. You yeah. can say what kind of you know washing thing do you use, <laughs> but but don't compare or skip baskets because that, that's what sometimes happens, and so people are not living the lives that they are supposed to, yeah. to live, and they're dealing with laundry. It's not, it's not that. So that, and sometimes yeah. you realize my my laundry basket is not so full. Actually, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, that can happen too. Right? It can happen too. I'm I'm you know I'm satisfied. I'm okay. And then to be also like grateful, mm-hmm. say like wow actually i'm okay like see start seeing the nice things again not just what's not right right start seeing what 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 is good what is good because it trains and that's the thing for all those who are not like oh yeah it's so spiritual okay the universe and all these love things all these lobby <laughs> stop it it's so woohoo biologically thinking our brain cannot make any difference between real or just you know The reality that you see outside and the reality that you have in your brain. In fact, the thoughts, like 60 to 70,000 thoughts that we think a day, they determine the quality of your life. Oh my gosh. And from these 60 to 70,000, a lot of our thoughts are really negative. So we create a reality in our head and we project it, right? Yeah. That's the reason why person, you know, this washing thing, The same person in the same situation, different person in the same, same situation, have a totally different life. Some yeah. are like, I'm happy to have laundry, <laughs> even if it's dirty. dirty. Yeah. I'm happy to have a house. I'm happy to be at this place. And some are like, it's not enough. I need a bit. So look at your laundry, only yours. Look at your thoughts and be grateful. Because what it does, when you're grateful, you position and calibrate yourself to positive energy, positive situations. And the more you do that, the more you will see more of that and you will attract more of that. You will be more interested in positive people, positive after, positive self-improvement, positive, and so you will become the person who is positive, even if you have dirty laundry like the whole household, but you have a different approach. So it's one you, what you focus on, not, on, not only what happens to you, but how you deal with that and what kind of mindset and heart set do you have. This is, this is so important what you said about gratitude. Some people cannot be grateful for anything and you're like, coaching sessions and you're not even grateful for that yeah. you have a friend you're not grateful for that you have kids you're not grateful for that you've got a job what are you grateful for yeah not with the sorts it really like that's why mindfulness works right that's mm-hmm. why like gratitude journals work that's like sitting down and actually spending time on what is good what is happening what where that's why you can train your thoughts right because like the more you read something or the more you meditate or the more you like fill yourself with positive affirmation the more you start being positive 
You do. The more you being like, also like just taking your laundry with your friends to the river, you know, so to see we all struggle and then you can start doing it together or can start helping each other out or just seeing like everyone has laundry, you know, it's like if you just see the houses and usually the washing machines are in the basement, you don't see the other people have laundry and like opening up and say like, no, I do too. Like you said, you send a picture of your laundry room to your client. I love that. Because just like it was literally laundry, not just um yeah, not just a picture of laundry, mm-hmm. but just like to see we all have essentially pretty similar issues. Yes. You know, like we pretty much all struggle with wanting to be loved, wanting to be accepted, wanting to be positive. I don't think anyone says like oh, I really don't want to be positive. Oh. I want to just be the negative neighbor. No. It's like everyone has it somewhere deep inside maybe it's hidden maybe it's like you buried it for so long and maybe you have a trouble like actually letting yourself feel uh-huh. yes. you know so that's like Ooh. dig deep like find someone and the thing is the other thing is maybe you also try to improve the situation you struggle with for so long but maybe it's actually time to find a professional to get help that's it that's a very important point you can do all these exercises and a lot of people I mean, gratefully, I in a situation where they can do that. They don't necessarily need a coach. Yeah. Sometimes when you come to a point where all the strategies that you use to get, kind of fulfill the, the basic human needs and they don't work and they get, even the strategies become your disease, then to be honest, yourself, honest enough with yourself to say, I need help, this is one of the major, major signs for me of self-acceptance and self-love. When you can't say... I am worse of being honest with myself and go out and reach out for help. I can say, I don't know it. I need help. I made a mistake. This is so important. This is human, human experience. Every superwoman, superman makes mistakes, is lost, needs help. Period. So if you do that, you acknowledge that you're human. Mm -hmm. You acknowledge that you like yourself and respect yourself so much to the point that you reach out beyond your fears. And that already, so when people come to my practice, I know, I can see, are you ready? It's okay if you're not. It's okay if you don't want to take mm-hmm. the responsibility, but you have to be accountable as, you know, grown-ups. For, for kids, it's different, but even they do that. To say, I am taking my laundry, and I will take the responsibility attached to it. Yeah. Ooh. And we don't like that. Sometimes yeah. we like victimhood. Yeah. I like to be a victim. Yeah. I don't want to take the responsibility. That's okay. That's true. I think also it's one of the biggest strengths to really say, I need help. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so big. It's just like, it's not a weakness. Like, unfortunately, sometimes you think asking for help is a weakness. But actually going and say, I need help. I cannot do it. I reached my limits. Like, saying, I reached my limit. It's okay. It is. And then to go and get help and stand up for yourself is such a big strength point that I really encourage everyone to take. Like, if there's a point where you can't get further by yourself, where you tried all those experiments and you still struggle, go and ask someone for help. And, yeah, that's, I think, is the biggest point to take away. Like, I hope what we said was encouraging to you. And I think Flavi had awesome input in this. So thank you very much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It was really awesome. So, yes, go out there. If there's anything you need help with, ask for help. It's okay.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We are so happy that you've been here and we hope you learned something. And as usual, if you have any questions, please send them in and I and my friends, we would be happy to answer them for you. Talk to you soon. You're Dory. Thank you.